0: The second lesson in this has got nothing to do with budgeting or saving or working, but it's something that's critical to your financial success, and that's obeying God. Okay? I do have a passage of scripture I'd like to read first. Let's go to that. It's in Haggai, and I'd like to read from verse 1 to 5 to 11. And if you're going in your Bible, those minor prophets get all messed up, but it's uh, Haggai's between the two two Z's, if you're looking for those, okay? It's uh, Zephaniah and Zechariah and Haggai's right in the middle of them. Chapter Chapter 1, I want to read 5 through 11, okay? Okay. And this particular passage is talking about Israel's disobedience in building the temple. And I'm going to use this, and I've got some other scripture that I would like to supplement this with as time goes on. But I think this is the most vivid description of undermining your financial success because of disobedience. Now, um, well, let me just read the passage. Okay, so Haggai 1, starting at verse 5. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but have not enough. Ye drink, but are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye look for much, and lo, it come to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord, because of mine house that is a waste, and ye run every man unto his own house? Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of their hands. Okay, we can go out, we can go through scripture, we can go through the book of Judges, we can go through the book of, or, or the books of Kings, we can look at the history of Israel, we can go all the way back to the garden. Let's, let's use that example. If we were to go to the garden and, and, and Adam was given the task of taking care of the garden, and he was working hard, and he was working efficiently, and he was working frugally. But when he disobeyed God, that can cause things to start going downhill. Does that make sense? We go to the book of Judges and we can go to the times of uh, Gideon and Jephthah and uh, Barak and, and all those different men we've studied in Judges. And we can look and we can say, hey, during those times, they were working hard in the fields. They were doing everything efficiently as a farmer. They were saving the seed corn. They were putting away But all of a sudden they were disobeying God. They had the pagan statues. They were offering to idols. And and God started backing away his hedge. Things started going downhill. So, but I want to preface this. I am not preaching a prosperity gospel either. There's, there's, there's There's a middle road. So on the one hand, we have to be obedient to God's word because there's blessings that come. But at the same time, we don't obey God's word, so we get blessings. It's 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 all in the motive, if that makes sense. Okay. So d- does anyone have any questions with that? It's 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 really hard not to jump into one ditch or another, but 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 that's what we got to try to drive right down the middle of the road. Okay. So let's go back to our passage, and in this particular case, it's not offering to pagan um, uh, pagan idols. It's, it's not um, marrying uh, women outside the faith is, you know, has been the downfall in the past. In this particular case it was God commanded them, build me a house, and they didn't do it. So what God did is He troubled them. He frustrated their efforts. Now, it appears everything that they were doing is they were working hard. Remember when we looked at that last week? Our introductory text was uh, the ant in, in, in Proverbs 6, 6 through 8. And we noticed that that ant did two things. It worked hard, but it also was wise enough to save up for the winter time so it could get through the winter and then it could work through the next time. That, that's two things. you got to work and you got to save. Amen? They could have been doing all this. But God was frustrating them. And the reason why is because they were disobeying God. Okay? So it would be like, uh, let's, let's take a, let me, let me give you some modern day examples. Let's talk about a couple, <clears throat> let's talk about a couple addictions. Let's talk about gambling. Okay? Let's suppose um, I was addicted to gambling. And you'll think, well, you're poor because you're addicted to gambling. And we go, that's a duh, because you know, as you get more and more excited, you bet more and more, and you lose more and more, and you, you bet more to make up the, what you lost, and you keep on going. And you say, I understand why you're poor. Okay. All right, let's go another step. And let's say my addiction was pornography. And I'm working hard, and, 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 and I'm saving But I'm addicted to this pornography, and all of a sudden, everything starts falling apart. Do you understand how we can say the gambling is tied to the financial issue? We might say drugs or alcohol are tied to the financial issue, but that porn, that's tied to the financial issue, but it's more indirect. Well, the same thing is with giving. There's a commandment to give to God. Now, again, I am not preaching a prosperity. It's just another commandment that God gives us, and giving to him is one of our commandments. So we go through life, we never give to God, and we can never get ahead of ourselves. I've heard people tell me, well, I'll give to God once I get ahead. You'll never get ahead. Because what God's going to do is he's going to cut a hole in your pocket. And when the money goes in, it's going to fall right on out. You give to him, and you honor him, and that's the way it's going. Okay? So again, in this particular case, building his temple is just another commandment, just like the gambling or the addiction of the alcohol or the drugs or the addiction of of, uh, pornography or or whatever that addiction might be. Okay. It's just another thing that's that's disobedient. It could be eating that apple or not sorry, I didn't say apple, I said fruit. (laughs) Eating that fruit in the garden. That could have been the downfall. Amen? Okay. So, I've got some scripture here. I would like to read some of these things. Uh, Let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And I'd like to read a couple of these verses. You're going to see the word prosperity show up a couple times. Joshua 1. Let me read 7, 8, and 9. Okay. 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. See, there's that obedience. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Now the prospering we're talking about is all kinds of prospering in a life of which finances a subset of that. And what I'm saying is finance. I'm not talking about gathering and gaining great riches. I'm just talking about just enough to take care of your needs. That's, that's, that's when you're rich. Okay, Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Well, I'm going to obey God because I want to get that promotion. That's the wrong motive. I'm going to obey God because it glorifies Him. And as a steward, when you start using the things God gave you to His glory, He's going to start giving you more responsibility. And may physical blessings may accompany that, it may not. But when you're denying him and you're disobeying, they will not come. I can pretty much, because he's not going to give you any more responsibility. Matter of fact, he starts taking away what he's given you. Are we good there? Okay, I wrote four verses on the board. As you know, First John is one of my favorite books. When uh, I was going through a tough time many years ago and had no church, I got a lot of comfort in the book of 1 John, so much that I need my third son read John. But there it is. There's four verses there. There's just so many themes in that small five-chapter book that I just got such a kick out of. But I want to read four if we say's. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. If we say we have not sinned, the truth is not in us, and we lie. If we say we know him and keep not his commandments, we lie. If we say we love God and hate our brother, we lie. What has that got to do with finance? And I said, everything. Right? Because when God prospers, and it just doesn't mean prosper in terms of finance, it could be in terms of family, it could be in health, it could be in, in, in um, relationships, it could be in career, it could be just in satisfaction. When we prosper in those ways, these things are all true. Walking in light, um, admitting our sin, um, following His commandments, and loving our brethren. Amen? It it, it would be like the one that says, I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to tithe, and I'm going to save, and and I'm going to try to love my brother, and I'm going to obey all the commandments, but there's this one little thing called pornography, and I said, I don't think that's bad. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Is that the way God works? It says, we just read in Joshua 1, It says, all thy word, we can't cherry pick. Okay? So that's important. Lord, what is your will for my life? Okay, Lord, the the hardest thing you'll ever ask is, Lord, (laughs) show me the stuff I don't see. I can see your sin really well. But Lord, show me the sin that I don't see. And I think that could be a stumbling block to our finances. Okay? Okay, let's, let's take a look at a couple more. Um, let's go to, um, let's go to pro- I'm going to read you a couple Proverbs. I've got several of them here. Okay. Now in, in Proverbs, let's, let's, let's turn to the book of Proverbs. I want to read twenty eight thirteen first. first. Proverbs twenty eight thirteen. Brother Richard, I saw you. <laughs> when I read those four, you said, whoa, that's what I say. <laughs> those are tough, aren't they? 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them, they shall have mercy. Now notice what it says there. There's that word prosper. Again, I believe financial, what we're talking about here, is a subset of prospering. It's not the only thing in prospering. That would be too narrow of a view. Matter of fact, it's a very small component. But since we are here in the middle of a finance series, it's important to understand the impact obedience has on our financial success. Okay? So what we do is we get to a verse like that, and we say we have not sinned. We've got to be very careful. Okay? They shall have mercy. We want mercy from the Lord. Let's look at a couple more Proverbs. Um, Another one I'd like to look at is... How about... um, Let's go to chapter 11. Chapter 11. I want to read 24 and 25. (coughs) 11, 24, and 25. There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall water also himself. I find it interesting that in today's vernacular, I do believe the word liberal and conservative have swapped meanings. Amen. Okay, I just want to say, it's one thing to be liberal with your stuff, but it's another thing for me to be liberal with your stuff. Okay, that's that we've got to be careful of. And it's one thing to be conservative with your stuff. The Bible says that's wrong, and it is. If you hoard everything and you don't share it, that's wrong. But we want to be liberal with our stuff, and we want to be conservative with the stuff maybe entreated to us. As a steward, we've got to be conservative. We, we've got to act just like it was our own. So there's a blessing with hoarding. You you, you know, you can work hard and you can save a whole lot, but if you just do it for your own gain and you hoard it to yourself, God can frustrate that too. So there's just another example of his obedience. Right? And I said last week, I said, you can't outgive God. Well, I don't give so I can get money back. That's, that's that attitude again. But at the same time, it's still a commandment that we do accumulate. And one of those things we accumulate is to help people in need. And hopefully we're ready to do that. So wouldn't you say liberal <coughs> in this sense it could be translated generous? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, and the conservative is in this particular passage is tight-fisted. You know, it's the prayer you pray. They call good evil and evil good. I do believe that the Bible terms have used those things, but we've flip-flopped them, and we've used them in a way that's that's not. Now, again, one thing is we do want to be liberal. We want to be liberal in our giving. We want to be liberal in our mercy. We want to be liberal in our compassion. We want to be liberal in our forgiveness. We don't want to be conservative in that. We don't want to be tight-fisted in that. But there's other things we don't want to be liberal in we don't want to be liberal in our thoughts we don't want to be liberal in our pleasures pleasure seeking you know what I mean there okay we don't want to be liberal in our consumption of alcohol you know that kind of stuff there's there's times to be conservative and there's not there 's times not to be so that's that's what I have there okay those are all good those are all good. Um, I do want to read two passages and then we will kind of open it up to the the, the discussion. Now now last week we talked about baby step number one and that baby step number one was really getting around our budget. We had to know, get a good handle on our expenses and a good handle on our our income and then from that baby step number one as suggested by Mr. Ramsey is to save a thousand dollars. Maybe step number two is debt, and I want to spend a whole lesson on that. So we're not going to cover that. We're just going back to this place, the second sheet that I have, talking about the obedience and how disobedience can hurt our finances. And it could be in any aspect of my life. Okay, I could I could okay, here's here's another example. And, and I want to the, the I want to read two passages here and it's talk about reaping and sowing. Okay? But when I read these two passages, Let's pretend I'm working like crazy. And and I'm saving like crazy. But at the same time as I'm working like crazy and I'm saving like crazy, I'm completely ignoring my wife. And I'm completely ignoring my children. Is God going to bless that? But see if you just go hard and dry about the finances, you think that's the way you do it. You work hard like the ant and, and and you save like the ant. But you know what? We're not an ant. He's hardwired that thing to do those things naturally that we have to physically do and be self-disciplined to do. But we're a human being with adults. And we just don't have our babies. And the queen lays a bunch of eggs and you got all these workers running around that's feeding it and doing everything that they do to the little ants, right? No, I'm a daddy and there's a mommy. So there's things we're supposed to be doing. Okay, I want to look at these reaping and sowing passages and they're in two places. The first one is in 2 Corinthians 9 and the next one is in Galatians 6. So let's go to these um, reaping and sowing passages and I've seen people pull out as many as 7. If you pull out 4, I'll be happy. Okay, reap, If reap and sow. Okay. So the first one is in 2 Corinthians 9 and I want to read 6 through 8. 2 Corinthians 9 And we're going there. And I want to read 6 through 8. And I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. But I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always have all sufficiency in all good things, that we may abound to every good work. Okay, so does anyone see any if-then's on reaping and sowing? you don 't know what i 'm looking for let me let me give you an example okay. How about if we sow, then we reap okay Would you agree that you 've got to sow before you reap? Yes. Would you agree that you reap more than you sow? Do you see these principles in God's word? Okay. So you sow before you reap and you reap more than you sow. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to Galatians. Let's go to Galatians 6 and 9. 6 and 7, 8 and 9. Be not deceived; God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth unto his flesh shall reap of the corruption, but he that soweth the Spirit shall reap of life. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. There's a couple more. Any more? Did anyone see anything in there that he caught on? So we're. <clears throat> Principles, so. Yes. I'll give you a hint. It's in that verse 7. Anybody? Four-letter word? What? what? We reap what we sow. If I sow beans, can I expect corn? No. If I plant an apple tree, can I expect oranges? No. We reap what we sow. Yes, yes. If I'm always arguing, I'm going to get arguing, right? But on the other hand, if I show love, I'm going to get love. Amen? If I reap, if I sow bitterness, I'm going to get bitterness. Amen? Amen? But if I sow forgiveness, I'm gonna get forgiveness. So you reap what you sow. That's important. There's another one in there. Anyone see down there number nine? We reap. It takes time. Season. Season. Yeah. We reap. After we sow. Amen we got to reap we got to sow first you gotta keep working. yeah, what happens to the you know the, the young couple that gets out of college and they 're twenty five and twenty six year old and they want the same house as their, they lived all their you know, in their adult life they want that grain There was an old fashioned word that we used a long time ago it 's called a starter home. remember that? During 2008 and the mortgage crisis, there was no such thing as starter homes. I gave everybody, you understand? So, so, so I want the big house now. I want the nice car right now. You can't afford a big house. You can't afford a big car, a nice car. Not of college, you need to buy a used one. Five years old, about one-third the price, right? Okay, so you, you, you reap in due season, okay? So, so those are some of the principles. Okay, so with that being said, <clears throat> there's plenty of scripture in here. I want to read just a couple of them to you, and then we'll, we'll go from there. In um, in Psalm 37 verse four, one delights the Lord; he desire his desires are good things. Does that make sense? Said Psalm, 37, Psalm 37 four, also Psalm 84 eleven. If one delights in the Lord, he's going to desire the good things. Okay? Well, what's a good thing? A house that takes care of my needs is a good thing. Right? If if, if I've got eight kids, I'm going to need a house with a couple bedrooms. Right? But if I am home alone with unable to have children... I don't need a house with all them bedrooms. Do you understand? But why do a lot of people want those big houses with all those bedrooms just to keep up? That's not a good thing. Do you understand? So if our desires are the Lord's, then we're going to do it, and our, our needs will be based on what's practical. And when our needs and our wants get out of balance, then we're walking away from obedience to the Lord. And that's where we start getting into trouble. Edit what I need to edit out of.